Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? Yes, you and me. So uh, before I get started, I wanted to share that um, when you hear me talk about other people and I use people's names, I actually make those names up to protect uh, the people I'm talking about. Sometimes I'm actually (laughs) making up circumstances, kind of a conglomeration of a person or people into one person. Uh, But I always change any names that might associate somebody with somebody else or with the circumstances. So there's uh, complete anonymity and confidentiality with my clients and anybody else. So if you thought about that, that's something I wanted to share with you. The other thing is, is that everything I share with you is something that I have uh, had a direct experience with or have worked with other people with. Uh, And uh, so that nothing I'm talking about is just theoretical. Uh, From my perspective, when we talk about theoretical stuff, it's really not very beneficial for you and it's certainly not beneficial for me. So anytime that a particular issue comes up or a particular topic comes up, I kind of do a little bit of actually a lot of research in myself and perhaps online to check out statistics. But generally, if I haven't experienced it myself or uh, with clients or with friends, then you know, I generally don't talk about it. Um, if it is something that comes up, then I uh, actually do a lot of inner work before I do these podcasts. It's just the way it happens. Um, It's sort of like um, there's a story about Mahatma Gandhi and uh, this woman who came to him with her young child and said, uh, would you please help my son son get off sugar because he needs to get off sugar. And Mahatma Gandhi said, come back in three weeks. And so the woman came back and Mahatma Gandhi did what he did. And the woman said, why did you make us wait three weeks? And he said, well, I needed to get sugar, get off the sugar myself. And I love that story because it's kind of like, you know, if I don't walk my talk, if I don't actually practice what I preach, then, you know, you're not going to have any sense of of, uh, confidence in me or respect in what I say. So um, I do the best I can with all these circumstances I'm bringing up about aging and guru-ness and all of that. So that's that. Which brings me to my point today, which is the serenity, uh, the serenity as in serenity that we have an ability to live in and be with. And uh, I named this piece, uh, this, this uh, session, um, No Time for Serenity. Uh, and it came from a from the situation that uh, I in in creating this these podcasts and starting this series, all kinds of stuff has to get done so that they become more accessible to you, more available on my website or social media. Uh, needing a virtual assistant to help me do this, and all of these other elements that just start to show up because I'm doing these podcasts, and I started to feel overwhelmed, and I I came to a point where I realized I was grumpy all the time. In a sense, uh, whatever I was doing, I was grumping because I wasn't doing something else. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. But it's like a constant, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not doing this, I would be doing that. And that somehow seems to be more important than doing this. And then something else is important, more important than that. So it's like, oh my God, I got to get my bills paid, or I got to check out my bookkeeping, or I've got to just name it, it's there. So it keeps me from actually 
being in serenity and it keeps me from actually enjoying myself doing whatever it is I'm doing. So I realized that I was really unhappy and I thought, well, gosh, I wonder if, you know, I, I myself will probably never retire just because I really enjoy what I do. Um, and I thought, well, maybe people who are retired, maybe they feel this place of serenity. And so I talked to a few people, some friends of mine and said, you know, what do you think about this? And they go, oh, no, we're always jumping from one thing to another. Our calendar is always full. There's always something to look forward to. And yes, it's like I'm not able to be present here now in what I'm doing because I'm concerned about getting on to whatever's next. And, and so it's like, it's interesting that so many people are looking forward to retiring. And yet, when they get to retiring, they aren't doing or enjoying their life. You know, there are people who do, but generally speaking, people are, are grumping about one thing or another. And quite often, it's waiting until they get to the point where they're doing what they enjoy to do. And that's kind of an interesting way to live life. <laughs> from my perspective, it's how 98% of us live life in a state of stress and angst. In, in not quote, quoting, but it basically says, the source of our addictions is restless, irritable discontent. The source of our addictions, substance abuses, um, workaholic, um, codependency, our addiction to specific emotional states or thought states, it comes from a place of restless, irritable discontent. And we're trying to, what we're trying to do is calm ourselves so that we're not experiencing the restless, irritable discontent. So this is really, really, really important to me. When I heard that, it was like an epiphany for me because I realized that challenge to not be in that state of restless, irritable discontent, what we're tr wanting to be in is the state of serenity which is where the serenity prayer comes in, in, in terms of the AA program and all of the other 12-step programs. And if you're not familiar with the serenity prayer, and if you are, you can say it along with me, it's grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Accept the things I cannot change. To, to, to have the courage to change the things I can change and the wisdom to know the difference. And so, you know, for us to even know what that state of serenity is, it's like very few people are willingly willing to let go of all the things they're afraid to let go of, let go of what doesn't work, let go of that angst for the sake of experiencing serenity uh, and peace and tranquility and this place of joy and potential happiness. And regardless of our age, again, there's those of us that focus on when I retire, I'll have time for that serenity. When I have time, I'll ha uh, when I ha when I re retire, I'll have time for uh, re uh, reflection and con uh, contemplating and meditation and I'll have time then and then I'll, but the point is, is that rarely, because we're so trained to be live in this state of restless, irritable discontent, we don't even know we're in it and we don't even know that there is a way out. For me, um, as I was saying, I was grumping. I've been grumping through through my life for the last few weeks and going, what the heck's going on? Like, why am I, what's going on? And I realized that I'd lost this ability. You know, I'd gotten so caught in my addiction again of worrying and overwhelm and uh, got to get things done that I'd forgotten the state of being in serenity. 
And this morning, it was really great because this morning, it, the, the, the serenity prayer popped up and it was like, oh, thank God. It's like, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And then that moment, I was able to kind of s- slip back into that momentary experience of peace and relaxation and spaciousness and the angst of worry of overwhelm kind of there was room for the space of peace and the overwhelm you know it's still I have I've got things to do but I don't have to be in a state of being in overwhelm or restless irritable discontent to make to make it happen and when I'm in this state of serenity um, then I can actually things come easier and more effortlessly and it's more fun. I, I can experience more joy in, <laughs> I've got a, a, a fish pond with koi in it, and I've got this pot of lilies that is floating around the top, and it, I, I have to fix it, and it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's too much. But today, I think I've got the space to go out there and actually do what I need to do so that this beautiful pot of water lilies can like sink and be where they need to be. But it's that state of angst that gets me out of the possibility of doing the things in a way that makes me happy. So, you know, as a a person that's aging, as a person that has been um, in the addictive states of restless, irritable discontent, as a person that has found a way to come back to serenity and listening to that inner guru, listening to that inner voice that says, you can't put this off till you're retired or it's just not going to happen. And just take the time it takes to sit and, and learn to um, be in serenity. And for me, um, I'll finish up in a minute, but to say that for me, meditation um, often creates another thing to do as opposed to bringing myself to a state of what's it like when I have no, um, no thoughts or concerns about anyone else or anything else. And learning to find that place and live in that place moment to moment, that's for me the meditation so that I'm learning how to, how to experience serenity and peace and relaxation and then how to grow that space. So for me, that's a meditation in itself without all of the other elements of mantras and things like that. So um, give that some thought and be curious about who you are outside of restless, irritable discontent, and and see what shows up for you, if anything. Hey, I would love you to come visit me on my website if there's uh, something that you're interested in. There's videos and blogs and um, podcasts uh, uh, and books. So um, come visit me there. And if you have any questions or concerns, please let me know. All right. Take care. Big hugs and bye for now. (laughs) 